Hello, everyone, and welcome back to the Small Business Podcast. I am so delighted to have Adele here with us today. Hello, Adele. Hi. How are you doing? I'm good. I'm good. How are you? I'm very good. So thank you so much for joining um, me today. Um, I suppose I want you to actually do a small introduction of yourself, how you describe your business, um, if you don't mind first, and then we'll kind of start in, in the process of all the financing and accounting with small business. So I'd love for you to introduce yourself first. Okay, so I am Videl, the owner and founder of Accelerate Accounting. And Accelerate Accounting was formed really to help female business owners get to grips with their business finances, their accounting and their tax. And our whole idea is to partner with a business so that you have that uh, financial education piece rather than just having an accountant at the end of the year that you don't have much interaction with it. So it's a more supportive uh, mm-hmm. package and model that we use mm-hmm. to kind of empower our business owners so that they feel more in control and have a bit more clarity around their business finances. Amazing. So when someone um, starts their business, I suppose there's always that kind of fear around the side of things and overwhelm, I think, around side of finances, tax, accounting, what, what you know, all that aspect, especially when you're starting a business. So I'd love for you to kind of explain, I suppose, what are, where, where does a small business start with that process, firstly? Okay. So the first thing you really want to do is you want to decide on your structure. So it's either going to be a sole trader or a company. In certain circumstances, you will have a partnership, but that's that's actually quite rare now. Um, most people start off with a sole trader and that gives you flexibility. So it means that you can test your idea. It's kind of like a proof of concept phase nearly like, mm-hmm. is it going to work? How is it going to work? How fast is it going to grow? Mm-hmm. The requirements for a sole trader then you just need to register with revenue. Mm-hmm. As self-employed person, you need to register your business name with the CRO if you are trading under anything anything other than your own name. Mm-hmm. And you will need to file a tax return every year. So let's mm-hmm. say if you register as a sole trader in 2021, let's say you register today, mm-hmm. you will file a tax return in 2022. So okay. it'll be at the end of October, you'll be due mm-hmm. to file a tax return for this year. So you get the extra 10 months to get everything in order. Hopefully yeah. it'll be in order before that. Yeah. Uh, but it's very straightforward as a sole trader. And you can cease being a sole trader very easily as well. And that's why a lot of people like it starting out. Mm-hmm. If you form a company, you have extra protection. So you've limited liability. So that mm-hmm. means if anything happens, touch what it doesn't, yeah. anyone that come, basically comes after the business for any particular reason, if it's a court case or something, they can't go after your personal assets, whereas they can with a sole trader. Okay. So... If you're in a high risk business, mm-hmm. like I have a client that's a tattoo artist, so that's mm-hmm. a high risk business. Oh, yeah. So she wanted to form a company from the from the beginning, mm-hmm. and or if you're expecting to have a lot of cash reserves, so it's more tax efficient to form a company if you're holding a lot of cash. Mm-hmm. That's another reason. Or okay. if you're going to have employees, again, it's that level of protection if you have mm-hmm. employees. With a company, though, you are required to, you have to form the company as the first instance. Mm-hmm. It's a straightforward enough process, but it does have to be done. Mm-hmm. And then every year, you'll need to file a company set of accounts, okay. company tax return, and mm-hmm. then your own tax return. So okay. it is that little bit. There is extra requirements. And then to cease a company, there is another process that's a little bit more time consuming. So Starting and ending as a sole trader is much more straightforward than a company, but a mm-hmm. company gives you extra layers of protection, basically. Mm-hmm. And in, in some in some cases, 
in some industries, it's thought to be a bit more professional to have a company, but that's really perception rather than okay. reality, to be honest. Okay, okay. And in terms of, you know, people like yourself who who are targeting kind of your instant female business owners, but, but small business and all that, when does, I suppose, what point is the best point to bring in someone like yourself into that process? Is it day one, you have an idea, you're starting the business, let me start off right? Or is that necessary? It's, I always say, look for an accountant, unless you're going to do your own tax return, which I don't generally recommend. Yeah. Um, I would look for an accountant in the early days. And the mm-hmm. only reason that is, is because it can take a little bit of time to find an accountant that's right for you. Mm-hmm. So historically, people would have went out and probably had their dad's accountant or the guy down the road or whatever way it works. Yeah. Now, business owners are trying to find someone that really understands their business Mm-hmm. So you'll have accountants like like we specialize in service business and online businesses. Or okay. you'll have um, accountants that might specialize in tech companies mm-hmm. or like software. So mm-hmm. find an accountant that understands your business and has clients in a similar space as your business. They'll be much more able to advise you and give you good practical knowledge of like how you can either scale mm-hmm. the business or grow your business mm-hmm. or tax strategies, basically. Mm-hmm. But if you do that, that you might have to have three or four conversations with different accountants yeah. until you find the right fit. Yeah, that's absolutely. why I say do it early. Yeah, absolutely. Take time. And the process of that. So, say someone hires you. Um, you know, what's what's that? Like you, you were kind of saying at the start, very much probably a, um, a different relationship than maybe we have a perception of with our accountants. You know, that it's not just kind of see once a year or see every few months. There's a bit more of a, a contact base, you know, and a more of a working relationship what does that look like to to your clients like in terms of communication and in terms of working with you um you know consistently it really depends on the business because you have some and that's why it's kind of tailored so some people are happy with the once a year some people like a check-in point so let's say with all of our package there's a check-in point built in at intervals throughout the year decided by the client so let's say if you sign up for a tax return you'll have two check-in points throughout the year where mm-hmm. you can ring and or we'll set up a call and we'll chat about whatever you need to chat about, mm-hmm. um, whether that's something very specific at the time or mm-hmm. it's a general, how's the business going? Let's have a look at the details. Mm-hmm. Is there anything that looks a little bit off? So some people like that kind of either a quarterly check-in or maybe every six months. And mm-hmm. then there's people that like it every month because maybe they're going through a transformation or maybe yeah. they are starting a new product or new offer so they might do that like once a month for three months yeah it really depends so and that's the idea behind it like it's tailored to what you really need Mm -hmm. because at different phases in your business you're going to need different things yeah I don't think the one size fits all approach really works because everyone's at different stages at different times yeah that's the idea behind it in terms of you know you said something you know I, I you said I don't advise people to do their own tax returns which was an interesting point you made because I was saying do do people is, is that still a thing that people do do with that like is or are we are we going into because I feel just, just from a general perspective I feel the online space we have everyone now we have VAs we have we have accountants we have business coaches like it's very much about if you can't do it give it to someone else to do but I'm wondering for your business do you still see people maybe coming to you that have done it for a period of time or are you just from from just from looking around you and kind of seeing things is that is that a popular practice 
It's not very popular now, particularly after 2020, when okay. there was pandemic unemployment payments and yeah. subsidies and everything involved. This yeah. tends to be the years people are coming to us saying, I was doing it myself and now I'm in a mess or I have no idea what to do with 2020. Yeah. That's really common. But if there's someone that has, um, let's call it a side hustle, although I hate that phrase, yeah. like it's a business on the side of employment income. A lot of yeah. people in that space will do their own tax returns because it's very straightforward. Yeah. That's yeah. when you normally see that. And then when they start to grow, that's when they'll they'll engage with somebody and say, like, now I think I need a little bit of help or yeah. I, it's getting a bit complicated. I just want someone to take it on. Or I want to make sure I'm claiming everything I can claim and get yeah. the best deductions and the most tax efficient um, yeah. strategies, basically. Absolutely. And in terms of, you know, um, I suppose for, for people that are kind of at the very, very start of their business and, you know, I know you you have kind of fantastic tips in terms of, you know, what what they could do, you know, what, what do they need to do to kind of prepare to get, even to get to the accountant. I mean, in terms of, that might be actually something, might be a better question to ask is when they come to you and you're like, Okay, do you have X, Y, and Z for me? What are the what what are the things that would make the process a bit easier for them to when they get to you that it's not as maybe overwhelming for them? Okay. So the, I kind of think of it as in like good, better, and best. Okay. So you'll have like right, so to be good, basically. Yeah. You want to be recording all of your sales each month. Mm-hmm. Like every week or every month or off you do it. So if that's if you're raising invoices, you'll probably have that already. Yeah. If you are taking payments online, that's going to look like your Stripe report, your PayPal report, your Revolut report. Mm-hmm. So I would download those mm-hmm. and have them saved and then gather your expenses. So once mm-hmm. they're gathered somewhere, whether that's save them in a Google Drive or Dropbox folder. Mm-hmm. Some people still do keep paper, put them in a box, whatever way you're keeping them. Yeah. So that's like, that's good, right? So mm-hmm. better than that, then you want to be downloading your e-bank, your, your e-statements from your bank. Okay. You want to be doing exactly the other things we talked about there. So you're striping your PayPal. Mm-hmm. You want to be listing your income and expenses in a way, either in Excel or in a software, mm-hmm. that you can you can see month to month really what's your what's your profit, like or mm-hmm. what's your loss, or where do you stand at the end of the month? Mm-hmm. And that will be different to your bank yeah. account in yeah. a lot of cases. Yeah. And entrepreneurs are really driven by their bank account, mm-hmm. whereas accountants are really driven by the profit and loss. Mm-hmm. And there is a difference. So mm-hmm it's um it's understanding the two because that's a common question like so why is my bank account saying such such thing or my accounts are saying this that's really common so if if month to month you have an idea it doesn't have to be perfect you have an idea of your income and your expenses and really where what the difference is if it's profit Mm -hmm. or loss and you're close on your bank that's a pretty good place to be in Mm -hmm. but then at the end of the year you're only adding in the extra bits and pieces you need for the tax return like medical okay. expenses and things like that. Okay. And then to be absolutely best, yeah. you want to have like probably three, maybe five at most financial measures that you're tracking every month. Like so they're the well, key okay. ones for your business. Okay. And they'll be different for our businesses, but it's usually your total revenue or your total sales. Mm-hmm. And don't get fixated just on those. That's why you want to have three to five. Mm-hmm. You want to know your profit or your loss for the mm-hmm. month. Mm-hmm. And then if you are someone that's investing heavily in like Facebook ads or ad spend in any way, you probably want to have some measure of like your cost to acquire a new customer, a new client, okay. some way of tracking, like how much does it actually cost me mm-hmm. to gain a new client? Yeah. And again, that'd be di- different for different businesses. 
if you're offering credit terms, you might want to know how many days it's taken to get paid. Although mm-hmm. we see that less now. Most people are paying yeah. up front now. Yeah. yeah. Which is a good thing. Yeah. But they're the kind of things you want to you want to know. And then you're like you'd want to know as well, um, your break-even point in cash. So what are my outgoings every single month? What is the what is the minimum level I need in that bank account? Yeah. To be fine. And I always say if you can build up, try and build up a buffer. Mm-hmm. You can get to three months, that would be amazing. Yeah. Um, but start to try and build a buffer. But if you if you do those things, you have your income and your expenses tracked, mm-hmm. receipts kept somewhere safe, either in Google yeah. Drive or physical copy. Download all your statements, Stripe, mm-hmm. PayPal, and bank, and then track three to five measures. That's that's mm-hmm. all I'd say. Just find the ones that are right for your business. If you're doing that every month, you'll see a difference in your business within a month or two. Because yeah. once you're focusing on it and you see it and you're not guessing, like you're basing your decisions yeah. on fact, mm-hmm. you'll see an improvement. You will, you really will. A big question I, I see a lot in, in different groups I'm in or, you know, different things and talking to business people is, is, is your, is your take home pay, right? Okay. And when you work for yourself in any capacity, but you, you work with business owners, so they might work for themselves, might be a few of them, where revenue, like income can, can vary. And they find it very difficult to to understand like what actually is their monthly take home. Because if they have a month where things are really, really good and they might have a more of a seasonal business where summer is a bit more quiet or whatever it is. Do you look at it from an accountant's perspective as a monthly or, or more of a yearly wage? Like, is it more looking at it from a yearly perspective that this is your wage and you, you just kind of divide it up however much each month it is? Or from a month perspective... Do you do you take that hit or do you not take the hit? Like, do you give yourself a bonus? Like all these things, I, I hear these questions a lot. And I just love a bit of clarity over how it works in terms of you benefiting from a business doing well, but not so well, and how to make sure that you don't get into a bad situation, I think. Okay. So from my perspective, we'd always look at it from like the annual perspective. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So that's that's what it would be. So it would be whatever you're taking, regardless of how you're taking it. You will yeah. see some businesses where the owner might only take a lump sum at the end of the year. Um, I don't normally recommend that, but like it does yeah. happen. Like just depends yeah. on the business. I always recommend trying to take a consistent amount each month or mm-hmm. each week, whichever you're taking. Mm-hmm. Um, and that's really to form the habit of taking that amount mm-hmm. on a regular basis. Because the idea with a business is obviously that you're going to increase that amount you're taking over time. Mm-hmm. So I would normally say to you, sit down and work out what 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 salary or what ways do you need each month to take? So go mm-hmm. through all your personal expenses and things yeah. like that. Any loans, repayments, all of those things. Like what do you need to take? Mm-hmm. And I would make that your minimum. If your business can support it, I would make that your minimum payment mm-hmm. and start in that habit of every month as if you were your own employer taking that every month. Okay. If you're a seasonal business and your income does go up and down, that's obviously probably not going to be possible to take it consistently every month yeah. so I would mm-hmm. probably reduce it but I would really try and get into the habit of paying yourself something every month mm-hmm. and mm-hmm. it can be reduced there, there's nothing wrong or there, there wouldn't be any flags raised if one month you're paying yourself a thousand euro and the next month you're paying yourself three thousand and then it's 500 there's nothing wrong with that that's absolutely mm-hmm. fine yeah so there's no error there but it's really and this is what going back to the good habits you mentioned there yeah. If you're tracking this, you'll know right, every month I need 2,000 euro for expenses mm-hmm. and I need to bring in really 4,000 because I want to take home 2,000 myself. Mm-hmm. So that's, you'll build up to your sales 
forecast or what your target is mm-hmm. based on this is my expenses this is what I expect to pay myself and now I need to hit this sales level mm-hmm. and if you don't it's usually your bit that gets squeezed because your expenses are normally mm-hmm. fixed to a certain extent yeah but if you build it up like that kind of from the bottom up you'll do two things you you'll push your sales mm-hmm. and you'll start to think about those expenses mm-hmm. I really need them You'll yeah, start, you'll start squeezing your expenses. You'll start thinking of more efficient ways to do things, and can you reduce certain expenses so you can take on the extra pay? Yeah, um, it, it's a it's it's a complicated topic, and it's different for everyone. But, it is. It's yeah it, because it's so because especially like I've been told a lot of business about this, and there's so much. You know, as you said, it's, it's seasonal, and there's you know, and there's if they want to get take have a holiday, do they take like you know, do they just take it when they need? Like it's there's there's not it, it's it's an interesting time because I think every business is different, and that's why you need someone like yourself to now like to really look at it as as a business because it really isn't and one answer fits all for that. Sure, it's not. It's it's very much based on what the business actually is and does. Exactly. Yeah. Like there are some signs that you're like if you're not paying yourself anything. There are yeah. some signs that you're ready to. So first off, if you have people working in the business that you're paying, mm-hmm. whether it's freelancers or employees, you should be taking a wage because you're supposed to be the most valuable employee. Mm-hmm. Um, if your business can easily support it, so you can easily cover your expenses and you have yeah. a buffer, yeah, pay yourself. Mm-hmm. Um, and then if it supports the business, like you will end up resenting the business over time yeah. if you're not taking a, a consistent wage or salary. Mm-hmm. It's just a fact. Yeah. And like, some people will ignore that fact for probably a year or two and then they'll realize oh, I can't keep going like this. I know I, you need money to live. I yeah. had a conversation yesterday with someone that they were saying, you know, you can't have blocks around money. And like the way I look at it is like money is a tool and that's all it is. It's not good. It's not bad. Mm-hmm. But it's going to give you choices in your life. Mm-hmm. And that's if the more you have, the more choices you have and how mm-hmm. you want to live your life. Yeah. And there's nothing greedy about that. That's just reality, to be honest. Yeah, absolutely. So, yeah, that's the way to think about it. But yeah. if you're thinking about, let's say, a seasonal business, I do recommend for like really seasonal businesses, have a couple yeah. days, create a separate bank account. And I know bank accounts have a lot of fees, but yeah. you can use something like the online banks where there isn't any, that many fees. And I would create, it's called a drip account. So okay. on months where you have like quite good months. Yeah a proportion that's exceptional so like over okay. above your normal into okay. this drip account mm-hmm. and don't touch it that's the idea of the separate bank account that you're yeah. not like <laughs> to dip in yeah. yeah it pretend it doesn't exist use yeah. it as a vault um it take it off your online profile whatever you have to do yeah um but put that money by we're all the same like if it's there it's like, and it's entrepreneurs, like, it's psychological isn't it like it's completely yeah. psychological like just have it in there amazing yeah that's it like entrepreneurs are really driven by their bank accounts uh, like as an accountant I would be like no that's not what your profit is but yeah. it's it's if the money's there you'd have to have a, a good deal of self-control to not spend it so yeah. having the drip account so on months where you have over and above your norm mm-hmm. put it into the drip account and mm-hmm. then months where you have a really low month or you take a month off and there's mm-hmm. nothing coming in or whatever happens you then release from the drip account what you need basically mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. it's just basically saving but it's just the idea that like that kind of will reduce the effect of those like peaks and troughs you can have in your business mm-hmm. it just gives you a bit more control on it yeah and it can be a really small amount you put by some people put by a percentage every month five mm-hmm. percent ten percent or whatever they take in mm-hmm. and just leave it there um but that's really it's really good for seasonal business or businesses that have large expenses at certain yes. times 
Yes. And in terms of, you know, we talk a lot about kind of money mindset and I and I don't know, I, I don't know enough about this to make a comment on this, but you might understand this, that is it an Irish thing that we are just not great with us? What we were very kind of, I, I don't know, there seems to be something where, I, you know, I have friends in the States and I have friends in Australia and I just don't feel the same with, with them than, than we do here, that we're very, you know, as you said, like, educating yourself that the money you have in the bank account isn't your profit isn't your take home and that's not including you know you have your expense there's not more there's more to that money than just yours um is is this something that we we that that people need to work on to really is this something that that business should work on to really kind of get the benefits of understanding it yeah i do think so like if you're a business owner, you probably have a passion about whatever you're doing. You're probably completely in love with doing what you're doing. Otherwise, you wouldn't have formed a business. Mm-hmm. And the finances side is always seen as like a support to the business journey. Like, mm-hmm. so it's a kind of a, like a side to the business. But in fact, it's your lifeblood. Yeah. And once you get that into your head, like this is the lifeblood of the business. If that's not there or under control, mm-hmm. you're going to sink. It's very mm-hmm. simple. That's mm-hmm. cash is always what will be the downfall of businesses mm-hmm. and you can like say you can still be a profitable business and have no cash in the bank mm-hmm. and then you like when it comes time to pay employees or whoever or yourself there's nothing there so mm-hmm. like I think Irish people generally have this idea that it's almost like I mentioned greedy there that was the one thing that I used to always apologize for I was talking about um like targets I was setting or where I wanted to go I'd be like I'm not trying to be greedy but I'd yeah. love to hit this target. Yeah. And then I thought one day, like, it's it's not greedy at all. Like, you know, I have a team. I support their wages, you know. So yeah, like, there's much more to it. And it's like, if you have those goals or aspirations for yourself, there's no need to apologize for them. Mm-hmm. Like, especially yeah. if you're in a business that you love. Yeah. Um, but having that understanding, don't apologize first off. That happens all the time with business owners. Don't apologize to your business yeah. or your dreams. Yeah, yeah. Um, and having that understanding of your business finances is is supplementary. It's a tool, like I said there, mm-hmm. it's going to support your business so you can create a greater impact in your community or a greater influence with your clients. You can do more if you if your finances are under control, basically. Mm-hmm. No, I totally get it. Um, so it's and you're you're making it so simple, which is make which makes I think it makes it really really easy to understand and articulate and really see it. I think I think that's what's important is to make it easy and you know that it's not overwhelming and there the small as you said small habits, you know, will will make less stress then at, at the end. To kind of finish up, Adele, is there any one thing that you would like to kind of just say to people who are small business owners, who you know, are starting out? Is there anything, just one more thing that you'd like to share? I know I've shared so much, but anything else you'd like to kind of finish on today? Uh, just to never think that because you're a small business, you don't need to understand your finances mm-hmm. or that you're never going to grow past a certain stage. So mm-hmm. don't get into the mentality that you're only going to go so far because you're limited in any way in terms of like what like you can't go past one person let's say if you only have yourself at the moment mm-hmm. use the control around your cash flow and your business finances to mm-hmm. to grow the business or to scale the business mm-hmm. as far as you want it doesn't have to be this big massive thing yeah. but if you got into business to create like a sustainable lifestyle or more balanced lifestyle don't let that business become worse than the job you left basically yeah by getting stressed about these sort of things like always reach out for help and like if you have the right person in place like no question is silly 
no question mm-hmm. is, is is stupid or anything like that. Like approach, like partner with people that really get your business and are willing to answer your questions, how big or how small they are, basically. Mm-hmm. Find the right people to surround yourself with. Absolutely. Thank you so much, Adele, for sharing so much information. I really do appreciate it. And I'll give all your Instagram and your website down below. And uh, thanks everyone for listening. Brilliant. Thanks so much.